Adam 12. Adam 12. Cop Talk America's on the air. Copy. Put me 10-6. I'm tuning into Cop Talk America. Welcome to Cop Talk America, where police discuss the job, answer questions, and respond to law enforcement hot topics around our great nation. With over 100 years combined law enforcement experience, here's your host... Welcome to another episode of Cop Talk America. It's going to be episode number 10. Uh, what we're going to start doing here on the show uh, when we start out is giving some tribute to fallen officers of this past week. And unfortunately, we have four names this week uh, that we want to pay tribute to. And just real quick, going over those, uh, we have a Deputy Sheriff Spencer Inglet from the Forsyth County, Georgia Sheriff's Office. End of watch was April 4th, 2019. Detective Ben Campbell, the Maine State Police. End of watch, April 3rd, 2019. Trooper Gerald Ellis, Illinois State Police. End of watch, March 30th, 2019. And Trooper Brooke Jones Story, Illinois State Police. End of watch, March 28th, 2019. Just a side note there, uh, we had two troopers killed in Illinois in one week, both of them hit by vehicles, and that makes, I believe, uh, 15, 16 troopers altogether hit since the first of the year by vehicles just in the state of Illinois. so slow down and move over. It's the law. So we're going to start this uh, episode off as far as what we're going to discuss with a recent, uh, I guess you'd call it convention, conference, whatever you want to call it. It was hosted by the uh, Democratic Party. It was called We the People. It was held in Washington, D.C. Now, I came here not to talk at you. We're going to be here all day. It's going to be a long and powerful day. But I want you to do something with me. I'm going to actually have you participate with me in repeating some words from a leader by the name of Asada Secure. So if you can stand up with me. If you can't stand, it's okay. But I want you to repeat after me. It is our duty to fight for our freedom. It is our duty to fight for our freedom. It is our duty to win. It is our duty to win. We must love each other and respect each other. We must love each other and respect each other. We have nothing to lose but our chains. We have nothing to lose but our chains. Now we're going to take it as loud as we can get. It is our duty to fight for our freedom. It is our duty to fight for our freedom. It is our duty to win. It is our duty to win. We must love each other and respect each other. stuff. Jeff, you want to kind of take it from there? At the beginning of this conference, they were having a a chant or using the words from an individual who killed a police officer. I believe it was back in 1979. And she escaped to a foreign country, Cuba, to keep from being prosecuted for her crimes and conduct in this country. And she's become kind of the uh, folklore du jour for the liberal side of the country to say that here's an individual who's standing up for justice and freedom and all the rest of this. Killing a police officer, and in this case, if I recall correctly, the officer was unaware that he was about to be killed. Uh, Killing a police officer and then escaping prosecution and not standing up for what you did I don't understand why this makes somebody a folklore or somebody a political activist or what they are is they're a criminal. They've committed a murder, and then they've escaped prosecution by going somewhere else. But right now, for whatever reasons in this country, 
it's politically expedient for the liberal side to take whatever liberal notion and run with it. At the same time, they'll go to police uh, functions and say, we support you 100%. We just need to make some changes and do some things and, and fix the criminal justice system. Well, the thing that's the most criminal about what's going on with the criminal justice system is the fact that we're allowing criminals to do whatever they pretty much want. And the people who are the victims of crime really get no say in this. I mean, if you just look at what's going on, we're going to make marijuana legal throughout the country for whatever reason because it's supposed to be make things better. I don't understand why most of these liberal ideas are taking hold, or even if they are, but... You know, we live in flyover country, and they really don't care what we think in the first place. But for we're, a we're con- getting you hit it right on the head. We're getting away from making people accountable for their own actions. So what we're going to do is change the law, so when they violate the law, it won't be a law anymore. So they won't have to be accountable for their own actions. And to go all the way to the point of making it legal to kill someone because it's a political act. Well, right. guys, you got to remember now. It's always been looked at highly regarded. For someone to kill some to kill an officer when you go to prison, cause they rate you right up there when you kill a cop, and now you're in prison for that. I mean, you could just about name or run the prison if you wanted to, and now we're just moving it out of the prison, out into everyday life now. But I would like to think that the people who are wanting to become president of the United States, so they'll pander themselves to any degree they would know there's a line and they would say, I'm not going to be for this because the silliness of this is these same people who want to become president or whatever office they want to hold don't understand. What these folks are saying are the laws don't apply and that includes when you become the boss and you try to tell me what to do. I'm not going to listen to you. And they are who? They're politicians. That's right. Politicians already look at the laws don't count to me. And look look all this crazy stuff. This black panther party like i said it was before my time but uh there were some real radical a lot of real radical ideas that came out of that and uh basically they were fighting for a cause and and that cause they were allowed to do whatever they wanted to do including murder because then we kind of gave them some uh credence by okay yeah they they got a beef here and they've been uh oppressed for so long that they they need a right to act out and kill people and get away with it and i you know who is the uh the bomber that uh, obama was associated with from the 60s that blew up some buildings william ayers william ayers he's another one that uh you know he was allowed to come back into the political arena during the obama era and uh you know he he didn't kill anybody, but that was because of a God was out that day, basically, you know, that he didn't kill somebody by blowing up uh, government buildings. You know, we call those people that do it today terrorists, you know. And I said, you don't, you know, they've knocked down a couple of our buildings in New York City, and uh, we had all-out war over the last 20 years because of it. But if because you're a citizen of this country, you can go up there and blow up buildings and kill cops, and it's it's okay because it's for a cause. Yeah, you know, back on the this person is exiled in Cuba, and I don't know where we don't want to get too political, but I don't know where the Democratic Party's gotten so, for lack of a better terms, lost their mind. Uh, reading a little bit more, 
It says that she's also been um, displayed on an exhibit for Black History Month on posters that were placed around the country in airports. And it was a heading of became the first black woman to be placed on the FBI's most wanted list after escaping to Cuba from prison where she's serving a life sentence for a 1973 murder of a police officer. You know, I think it's a slap in the face and an insult that we're going to include her on a list of people such as uh, Rosa Parks and uh, Martin Luther King and Medgar Evers and, and other civil rights who are real civil rights activists who really should be honored. We shouldn't honor criminals, and certainly don't put them in the same boat as Rosa Parks and those people. That is an insult, and it's disgusting. And I don't know at what point the Democratic Party has gotten so derailed that that's what we're doing now. But it's unfortunately what they're doing. Well, speaking as a former Democrat, I haven't got a clue when it happened because I've had to give up on the party. It's just ridiculous. I mean, it used to be the party for the working person, and now I have no idea what they stand for. I mean, we're going to start naming streets after these people, you know? It's already happening. I would think at some point somebody would say, wait a minute, these people should not be honored. They are criminals. Martin Luther King Jr. was not a criminal. Rosa Parks was not a criminal. They might have been arrested. They weren't criminals. These people are criminals. And there has been a complete disconnect. Well, the thing that's overlooked completely is I was an officer in 1979 when this officer got killed. And I've lived a very good, long life since then. This man never had the chance. His family never had the chance. But again, no one looks at the victim and says, well, what about them? Why were they deprived of having their loved one with them for forever? All we look at is this poor victim criminal. And the the system was against them, and they were repressed and suppressed. And I, I just get tired of this victim mentality that goes on for everything and no one is responsible she was involved in this she was arrested she escaped from prison and then she intentionally got away from here as far as she could you know and when we were trying to set up diplomatic relations with cuba again one of the things that should have been taken care of during this was she comes back she stands strong i agree I agree. And and you see it today. You know, you go back and, um, you know, from our department, our, our shootings that we've had here and our officers have lost their lives in this community. Um, the same narrative comes out of there. You know, the guy deserved it, you know, from a very, very small part of the population. That's what gets me is that this is such a small, small percentage, less than 1% of society that has this kind of uh, talking platform and is able to direct a narrative. And the other 99% of society thinks, well, what the heck is going on here? Why isn't anybody saying anything different to counteract it? But I know one of our officers that was killed in the line of duty, they were actually saying he deserved it because he's always harassing people. And our last couple shootings that we've had here, uh, uh, it's came out that the officers didn't have no right to shoot him and they must have stopped this guy for no reason and uh, they were beating him up or there's always a false narrative that comes out on when we do have to take deadly force or an officer has been shoddy and it's always the officer probably deserved to be shot you know and when you have people telling spewing that narrative out there you know it starts to snowball a little bit you know and uh that's where we need to really start speaking up and, uh, you know, the, the society as a whole and jurisdictions and uh, chiefs of police need to start speaking up and giving the true narrative that, no, there's usually convicted felon with a firearm is what usually leads to a lot of these shootings. But there is no reason whatsoever that an officer needs to be killed in the line of duty for doing his job. Uh, 
It would be nice if you had administrations and politicians that would speak up. How great would it be when, like in Ferguson, and you have these false narratives developing, if somebody just get up there and say, these guys are full of shit, this didn't happen, here it is. And it just, that doesn't happen. No one does that. No that's one stands not, up for the police. That's not politically correct. Yeah, well, it's time to quit being politically correct, Well, I even guess. as a business, you know, I see where Chick-fil-A has uh, been boycotted out of an airport, a public airport because of their religious beliefs but here you got ben and jerry who's standing up with this uh, cop killer from uh, new jersey uh and supporting this organization and it is supporting this woman so where's the outcry from there that ben and jerry supports cop killers and uh you know I don't where's know the outrage over this the picture i'm looking at, i don't know if he's ben or jerry and i really don't care because i don't like their ice cream ben. but he's wearing a hands up don't shoot t-shirt which, which never happened. Never happened. A complete false narrative. See, but the problem is, and the reason we don't get a reaction to this is, is because the people who don't agree with this and would look at all these things, they're the ones going to work every day. They're the ones raising families every day. They're the ones making the country work. And they don't pay attention to this bullshit because they're like, it's just, they literally throw their hands up and discuss. Then when you say something, you have this small little radical group and they start yelling at you and calling names. And for whatever reason, as Jerry said, less than 1% are on these social medias doing all this yelling, but administrations think they That's have who they to listen react to, to that. Yeah. And I'm like, why are you? And I've told this to bosses before. Do nothing and see if your life changes in one week. Because the answer will be, no, it won't. But instead, they're chicken level. As soon as they hear something, well, the sky's falling. I got to do something about it right now. Right. And I'm like, yeah, do this. We did our job. So I have to say. Uh, that's not cutting it anymore. It would if they just tried it. Yeah, because, you know, you got it where it's going right now. I mean, you look at it, we get into a fight. Someone walks up and we get into a fight and stuff. How many have been charged with that? Not hardly any anymore. So going out and killing a cop, that's okay. So Yeah, they just had an Atlanta uh, case where a person shot at a Atlanta SWAT vehicle for no reason. They were just sitting there. And the person was released from jail uh, on a notice to appear. Or that's what we call it up here. I don't know what it's called down there, but he didn't even post a bond. It was, uh, okay, you be a good boy. Don't do this again and come back to court on this day. Uh, it created quite a stir down there because uh, farther south you get it does seem there is a little bit more respect for police officers. But nonetheless, politics, and that's exactly what happened. Well, there's an outcry. You know, I thought, where's that line at? You know, where where is society say no more? You know, uh, we're not going to allow a lot of this activity to go on. Uh, I thought a number of years ago when we had a small child that was sleeping in his bed, you know, a four or five-year-old child is shot and killed while he's sleeping in his bed. I thought that would be the line. But, uh, yeah, there's a small protest and outrage over it, and then it just dies off, you know. But, you know, it used to be an unwritten, you don't shoot and kill police officers out there protecting society. You just didn't do it. And there's no fame or no glamour from it. You're a cop killer, killer you know. Um, but we don't we don't see that anymore, and it's, it's a scary situation because if the cops are being killed in the streets, that means – there's other good people out there being killed in the streets, too. Well, hopefully at some point, uh, politically, they're going back to the Democratic Party, which got this whole thing started. They're going to realize this is not the way to go. They lost the last last general election. Um, they have 
my whole family voted Democrat except for me for decades. And I, if my family was alive now, my grandparents and everything, they either A, wouldn't vote or B, would have to vote Republican. This isn't the same party of JFK. Uh, you know, our last uh, Democratic presidential candidate had mothers of criminals, for lack of a better term, that had been shot by the police on stage instead of uh, maybe wives of slain police officers. And their their morals, their values, and their whole direction is going in a very dangerous, dark place. And hopefully at some point somebody's going to get the rings here before it gets completely out of control because we only got two major parties in this country, and when, if one of them goes down the tubes, that's a big part of our of our country. So we'll see what happens. Uh, maybe 2020 will be a little bit different. That's that you have many people on the Republican side of it that are saying, well, this is good that they're doing this and it's going to make us win the election. And I'm like, well, that's all fine and dandy. You might win an election. The country right. is going to hell in a handbasket. The hand overall basket. is yeah. you can't take – when you got two parties, you can't take 50% of your entire political affiliation no. and throw it down the shitter. We're going to have – we're all going to have a problem. And that's what's going on. Okay, yeah, well, we're going to follow up with some uh – News stories that's been in the uh, the media for the last uh, several weeks, uh, just to catch up on some of the latest gossip going on in uh, law enforcement and the problems that are out there. And uh, Chicago Police Department has been involved in an investigation up uh, involving this uh, Jesse Smollett. He's an actor on a TV show. Um, apparently, he was an actor on a TV yeah, show. He. Uh, basically staged an event that uh, turned out to be false and it created a lot of hoopra all up there in Chicago. And uh, I'm not going to go into all the ins and outs about the case because everybody knows about it. But uh, what I've been hearing in the news last week is the Chicago Police Department and the Chicago Union up there is very irate with their state's attorney over this and for her failure to prosecute and dropped all charges against him or or some plea bargain that uh, no one's ever heard of where he didn't have to admit guilt and uh, he had to surrender his bond, but he wasn't guilty of anything. And uh, he got out and uh, did a news conference and said he uh, was found innocent with all charges and basically it's caused a, a very uh, bad taste in everybody's mouth up there. But I really want to get into the... Uh, the, the state's attorney up there that has created all this chaos and where it's broken the trust between the police department and the state's attorney's office, which everybody knows in law enforcement, that is a uh, bond that has to be there so that the justice system runs smoothly and being able for officers to trust your state's attorney and the state's attorney to trust the police department is a, uh, is a big deal in law enforcement and criminal justice. So, uh, I just want to kick it around the room and see what uh, people are hearing and what you think about it. And uh, let's. I like they said that. Uh, well, he didn't do anything violent and this, that, and the other thing. But I, I don't think they're taking into consideration. Uh, it's another one of these false narratives, just as Ferguson, and that resulted in a lot of violence and, and a lot of destruction and death and and everything else. And and this could have easily went that way also, depending on. You know, if the Chicago police hadn't done as good a job as they did investigating this and getting to the truth pretty quickly, this thing could have spiraled out of control around the country with riots or protests or who know what, because on the surface, it, it looked bad, it looked very bad on the surface. And if it really happened, it certainly would have created quite an outcry. 
But, uh, you know, fortunately, the Chicago police kind of cut it off the pass. But to say that, well, you know, he didn't do anything violent or whatever, that, that's idiotic. This could have caused a lot of violence throughout the country. A lot of damage. Because, you know, it's looking as, well, the police is not trying to do their job because ah, it's just another black man got robbed, got beat up. He's another gay man. It happened to be black. So who cares? And but that's not the way it was. Right. They, they did a, a great job investigating this and 16 felonies, I believe he was charged with. And then we dismissed those. Are you shitting me? I mean, if I'd like to see if this shoe was on the other foot and that was a uh, police officer that was sitting there that done something boneheaded like this to try to get attention. I mean, and I would be the first one there to say, yeah, he needs to he needs to be prosecuted. Anybody to make up something like this just to get attention and to try to promote yourself as a victim. It's disgusting. And then you, you drop the charges. I mean, I smell I smell a pretty good sized rat here. That's for sure. Well, and to refer to it as a deferred prosecution program that they're doing with him. In my 30-plus years, I've never heard of anyone being allowed to go through a deferred prosecution where they didn't have to first acknowledge, yes, I did this, right. and I feel contrition. I'm I'm very sorry I did it. Instead, this guy's sitting right there telling everybody what I said was the truth, and that's the way it's going to be, and that's the end of it, which is why his supporters are still sitting there going, see, something must have been going wrong because you know, they didn't charge him. And this is what the police, I mean, we're all former cops or still cops or whatever, you know, and you got, you know, to have it come to rise that the police unions are going to get together, go down there and picket and protest and say, you have to resign. I don't even know what that would take other than something this stupid. And to sit here and, and, and not only does this ruin the relationship between the prosecuting office and the police, the public's looking at this with the attitude of, Okay, are there two, three, four sets of laws? Does it really come down to if you're rich, you get away with it? If you know a lot of politicians, you get away with it? If you have a former chief of staff write a letter or or send emails saying, hey, could you please look into moving this over to the FBI? You know, and I'm like, why? Why would you you then say, well, I'm going to recuse myself and then come back and say, well, I never actually recused myself. You know, we all know from being around attorneys, that's just double talk BS. You know, once you make this claim, jump on your airplane, go out to Hollywood, spend your time out there and then fly back. And then you're like, okay, I'm going to re-interfere now and figure out how we can do this. And then send a message out to my own staff saying, does anybody know we've done something similar to this before? You know, come on, we're fishing here. Just like we all talked about knowing that this crime supposedly occurred in the Arctic blast in Chicago. And we all looked at this and went, mm, yeah. don't two smell right. 2 o'clock in the morning, I think. Yeah. yeah. And now this, and we're all going, still don't smell right. Yeah. You know, And oh. it's just a shame. I don't care what they do with Jesse Smollett. But this investigation has to now look into, was there corruption, and as Rob Emanuel called it, a whitewashing of the criminal justice system to sit here and say, we're just going to do what we want to do. And I honestly believe it's because – some of these people that get in these power positions are getting to this uh, attitude of, as Jarvis said earlier today, that the rules don't apply to me. I can do whatever I want. You can't touch me. It's kind of like anyone who's grown up or been around the Midwest for a hot minute. Chicago's always had a reputation of being probably about the most corrupt city ever. 
And that's what I thought all this hoopla was with the police department and, and everything else is, hey, we gotta, we're going to be transparent. We're going to do this. They're about as transparent as the Mississippi River in, in, the, in the spring. I mean, there is no transparency here. And there's definitely just your typical everyday crooked Chicago politics, in my opinion. Ain't been a damn thing changed. The, the faces have changed, the names have changed, but the rules still evidently stay the same. At some point, there has to be a reckoning. Someone has to start holding folks accountable, whether it's the federal government coming in saying, we're going to look at this, but then you get into the whole, how much did the FBI do with the Trump investigation and getting the whole thing started. I mean, everything you talk about now, when you bring anything up in this country, everything's always got to off color to it there's always a ah, there's a backstory to this and there's this and there's that and i'm like man it shouldn't be that way there's what did you do well again as we talked earlier you're accountable for your actions mr smollett you did this well miss fox you're accountable for your decision just like anybody else when you make this decision and you say here's what we're going to do through my office and it won't be surprising when she throws one of her people under the bus going oh i didn't know about that and then the case was originally what do they call it? sealed? And then it's well, it's not really sealed. And I'm yeah. like, okay. Well, she is an elected official, so you yeah, know. Unfortunately. So what do you do? You have the the FBI come in and investigate this, or just try to let Chicago sort it out for themselves? And if anybody had a half a marble, certainly not vote for her or any of her constituents. But back to my original question, I just uh, there's something going on up there where the the trust between the state's attorney's office and the uh, police department is 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 in very bad shape, which is going to affect uh, policing in the city of Chicago. And I think these those fine police officers up there have been taking a beating for a number of years now over some questionable shoots and 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 they get blamed for everything. And I think they were starting to get blamed for. Uh, framing Mr. Smollett yes, during this were. whole thing. Yes. And that narrative was starting to turn, you know, and everybody knew the facts. And even this coward won't come forward and said, hey, I screwed up here. You know, I should be responsible. And he's still take, taking no responsibility whatsoever and gets to walk away. And then you got two major organizations fighting over this. That is really sickening too. But I think those officers are just had enough of being blamed for everything up there. When you see all this nonsense going on there, and you got a state's attorney that's not doing her job, and they should have sent a clear example. And like I agree with Jeff, I, I really don't care what they do to him, but he's got to be held accountable for his actions, just like everybody else up there that commits a crime and does things that causes a lot of turmoil and uh, uh, resentment up there in that that city you know you got to hold these people accountable you just got uh officer van dyke convicted of a second degree murder you know he's going to be off to prison and now we turn around and dismiss the charges on this guy yeah the morale the cpd's got to be in the toilet like it's probably never been before oh i wouldn't doubt it i believe it is because like you said jerry you want to hold the police officers accountable for everything they do if i write somebody that makes uh, better than six-figure a parking ticket. My name is all over the newspaper. It's in the news that I'm a dirty, low-down, crooked cop because I did this, that, and the other. Here we spend a couple of weeks investigating this case, and while investigating it, our name is starting to be drugged through the mud again about us not doing this, we're not doing that. We're making this up. We don't want to believe this. And then turn around, and the top cop, 
says, uh, we're just going to drop the charges. There's not going to be. A, uh, you know, my next statement would be, well, what am I doing out here then? Why am I out here wasting valuable time investigating these cases when you're just going to decide uh, that's okay? It was nothing serious happened, so ah, it's all good. Well, and a demand from the governor, from the mayor, to sit here and say this is not going to just stand the way it is. We are going to have an investigation done be either by the Illinois Attorney General's office or the FBI or someone but to sit here and let the people know, no, there's not going to be one person who makes this kind of decision and we're all just going to look the other way. And my problem with them then turn around saying, well, you know, here's your bill for our investigation and it's a hundred and whatever it is. That's to me, that's ridiculous. Now you're giving them an out, you know, just sit here and say, no, we're going to look at this again. No jeopardy has been attached because you were never charged formally in court you didn't have your day this case isn't over we're going to look into this and ms fox we're going to look into what did you do because you know there's people on that staff that they're just lifetime uh, prosecutors and they're going to get in the middle of this thing and they're going to be like yeah no go upstairs look at the other office that's where you need to go to it's not us if they've got to find the silver lining though unless i'm missing something this is about the only time you're going to find the police union the police chief, the administration, and the majority of politicians in the state all on the same page. I would bet all most together. of the people that live in Chicago and most probably of, Yeah, you know, good, bad, or good, the good, bad, and the ugly are all on the same page. And that's that's hard to do. So, you know, kudos to Miss Fox on that. She, yeah, did she did bring them all to, together. Yeah, join people together that you never thought would be on the same page, that's for sure. Well, and a scary thought is, you know, they talked about activist judges, you know, and this criminal justice reform and, and all these hot topics that are out there right now. And uh, she is an activist attorney, state's attorney. Yes, she wants to reform and change and all these innocent people that are locked up in the prisons uh, that we need to get out because they're being held back and, uh, you know, it's detrimental to our society. Well, rest assured, the general public out there, the prisons are not full of innocent people as these type of activists want you to to truly believe. They're full of cop killers or murderers or rapists or pedophiles There's there's very bad people in there that was given their day in court and were found guilty of it. And the other thing I'm seeing a, a big problem with with these activists and these uh, these type of uh, beliefs is that, you know, we're seeing these uh, murder cases from 30, 40, 50 years ago coming, getting, going back for appeals. Uh, we had a cop, a cop killing case here recently. Uh, where they, he was given a second uh, a second child, uh, trial after 40, 50 years when most of the witnesses and uh, detectives investigated it um, are, are deceased, you know, and they give him a next. And then we're going to either give him an exoneration or we're just going to give him time served, which opens up the avenue for him to go after and sue for uh, unlawful arrest and prosecution, which are turning into millions of dollars in lawsuits. They're also turning into millions of dollars of legal defense for municipalities and even in our municipality. You know, there's a lot of money being involved in this. And, uh, and it's from these type of decisions made by these activist attorneys and state's attorneys and judges. And uh, I don't think you should have an activist state's attorney. That's that's a 
that that's not even the beginning of a good idea. They don't want activist police officers. I don't think you need activist state attorneys. You have to be impartial. You might not like it. I didn't always like having to make every arrest I had to make or whatever or see the bigger picture, but the law is the law, and justice is supposed to be blind, and evidently uh, in Chicago it certainly isn't always blind. And they're innocent until proven guilty. That's the big thing with Smollett, too. He's innocent until he's been proven guilty. Well, he doesn't get a chance to be proven guilty because he got a sweet-ass deal here, you know. And he he can to, just tell you he's innocent. Yeah. yeah, I didn't do it. And he's going to turn around and make millions and millions of dollars from this. I mean, like they said in the Hollywood world, there's no such thing as bad publicity. Now, if you're a cop and you do something stupid like this, you're going to lose everything. There or, is such a thing as bad publicity for us. Yeah, yeah, because we're held accountable for our actions. And uh, and it's just uh, – I. Just stay on top of it, uh, Chicago PD, and those people. Just stay right on top of this and don't give her any room to breathe until she starts giving answers to the people that she's supposed to be representing. All right, that'll do it for this episode of Cop Talk America. We're going to be back again. Uh, Be sure to check out our YouTube channel. Just punch in Cop Talk America and and, uh, search it, and it's going to pop up on YouTube and uh, get more of your favorite uh, police talk, hopefully. So until next time. The wishes.